Matt, Matt, it's Masters Week. <laughs> it certainly is, like a kid at Christmas, eh? I am. I ain't, I don't get too excited anymore, mate. I'm old, and so nothing real. I've seen everything under the sun. Nothing really excites me anymore, except for Masters Week. That really does get me excited. Yeah, I particularly up now. It's the. Uh the april masters because it converges with me not being at work so i've done nothing but watch masters on the range for the past few days and it's not <laughs> going to change from there <laughs> well uh, well thank you very much for joining me today matt thank, i just wanted to have a, a masters uh, man in the stand because um well why not and uh, i wanted to have a little bit of a, a chat about the actual tournament go into depth and some of the uh, you know some of the news some of the some of the sort of picks that you've got, some of the picks that I've got, and uh, yeah, let's have, let's have a bit of a go, and just also a bit of a comment about some of the you know some of the news that's breaking. So, okay, well, first of all, let's start where where everyone's going to start. Um, and Tiger Woods announced that he's playing today. What did what did you think of that, Matt? I think it's it's not surprising today. I don't think um, I'm, I'm surprised that he's managed from from only walking medalist what a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, then um, obviously playing in the Masters, or at least at this point he's going to play in the Masters. But I mean, at the same time, it's it's Tiger Woods. It's not like he's a normal bloke like me and you, is he? So in a way, nothing surprises me with Tiger. Um, I'd be absolutely fascinated to see how he plays. Because I think I was watching, he played with Freddie Couples and JT, didn't he, yesterday? I watched that too. Yeah. Did you see yeah, something? Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to be interested in this. You say what you saw and I'll say what I saw. Where you go. Yeah, you it just seemed, and I use the word limp lightly, but mm. he wasn't moving like he normally moves. There was definitely a change in his <clears> walk. And whether that's a long-term thing and maybe happened ever since his, um, he had the car accident, I don't know, or whether it's a, a symptom of having done an awful lot of, of walking and put a lot of pressure on his injury. Um, I really don't know, but he didn't look like he was comfortable. Um, that said, it looked like, um, and it sounded like when I had a look at some reporters on who are at Augusta, it sounded like he hit it reasonably well um, and he'd not lost a great deal of power or anything else. But yeah, just watching it, it it, it didn't seem like he was comfortable um, or 100% comfortable anyway. No. Um, and it got forced home to me again the... I watched him go up the first fairway and because the camera angles were from literally being handheld cameras sort of following him and they did it, there was, the camera was on the side of the fairway. So he was on ground level, just um, standing on the side of the fairway. And it was driven home to me once again, the severity, the undulations of this course, because the, the, he comes uh, on the first fairway, you go down uh, uh, sort of a hollow and then up a hill but it's quite severe. And um, and I watched Tiger walk up that hill and get to the top of the hill. And I noticed him readjust a, a, a brace underneath the leg of his... So, you know, obviously he's got his trousers on. Underneath mm -hmm. his trousers, he's got he's got some kind of one of those, um, you know, the, the rubber, uh, what do you call them, the foam kind of um, leg supports. He's got... He's got that, you can see he did because he stops and, and adjusts it when he gets to, to his ball. Um, and so, of you know, of course he's probably going to have some sort of thing underneath that. But I thought it was interesting that, yeah, he's he's got support uh, on his leg. Uh, and um, look, it's lovely to see him. Um, I hope, and I don't say this, I try not to sound too cynical when I say this, but what I really hope is that we don't get 
bombarded with coverage of Tiger if he's you know six or seven shots off the lead and we have to watch every shot he plays that will drive me up the wall um if he's in contention great um I'd be thrilled for him but if he's not yeah sure give, I mean yeah give him the respect he deserves you show a few shots but don't, please don't let me see every shot of Tiger or if he's if he's 12 shots back and he drains a birdie and then all of a sudden they're saying it could be now the tra- charge is on that just drives me insane you know yeah, I think, I mean, I think it might be wishful thinking. I think we're going to see absolutely everything from Tiger this week um, up until he either misses the cut or till the end of the weekend. I think that's just, I mean, think about kind of the the level of coverage that up until, what, a week ago, it was all about Greg Norman, Saudi League, Phil Mickelson, Bryson Outrage, and that's caught, sort of vanished, hasn't it? It's completely gone under the tidal wave yeah, of Tiger news. That's, that's his power, isn't it? That's his magnetism for the sport. And I think... I really hope he does himself justice. I don't think he will be playing if he couldn't do himself justice. So, so I'm hopeful of that. But I don't want to see like a, a shadow of Tiger, and it would be nothing against him if that did happen. It would just be a sad thing, I think, after after working kind of to the point where now everyone's getting a little for him. Um, I just hope that he does himself justice. Really, the biggest one around of this Matt, is the bookies be rubbing their hands together. All the people throwing money at Tiger Woods. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cross the road. Have you, to seen, have you seen his sea of blue? Yeah. Jesus, he's the. Uh, I mean, a, a wise Ed would have backed him before the press conference um, and the, yeah. on, on the exchange and laid him back again as soon as he finished because he must have halved in price. Uh, yeah. But he's blue across the board on the well-known comparison website. Yeah, it's. I mean, not not with anyone's money. I just even a fit tiger having had absolutely no competitive rounds in the last no. year. No. He just can't. The top of the board is so ridiculously packed with talent now. There's no way. Um, I mean, maybe I'll sit here in a week and look incredibly stupid, but I've been shocked by a few things in golf, but I can't see it. I'm going to, uh, well, I'm going to get on that wall right beside you, Matt. And so we will both be knocked down and I'll, I'll look stupid right along beside you because I'll come out right out now and say, not a shit show. Uh, I don't think he's got a shit show. I, he might go well, he might give a good performance. But if uh, you know if Tiger Woods um, uh, you know wins the Masters, then then I don't know shit about golf or not. And I you know I, I'm I'm just I just I'm putting I'm putting myself out there to be shot at because I just can't see it happening. Um, uh, you know. But anyway, let, let's um let, let's find out. Let's see. Um, so let, let's actually look at the Augusta Golf Course and uh, and just have a, 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 um, a sort of run down the specs of it. So it's 7,510 yards. It's a par 72. There's four par threes, 10 par fours, four par fives. The greens are bent. Um, the architect was Bobby Jones and Alistair McKenzie. Around the historic cut line is around three over. So, you know, it's, 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 this is, you know, we all know Augusta National is, is, is no joke. It's a, it's a tough course. Um, and they say comp courses, if, if you're going to have a look at comp courses, it's hard to be compare them with anything with Augusta National, but they're saying Muirfield Village, Plantation Course, um, and Kapalua Bay, uh, uh, Riviera, um, Accordia, uh, uh, Accordia Golf Club, Torrey Pines and Quail Hollow. The past winners in the last few years have been Hideki Matsuyama, who won it on uh, 10 under, um, uh, Dustin Johnson, who took, absolutely took it apart, 
uh, on on twenty under. Tiger Woods uh, uh, won it uh, in two thousand nineteen on thirteen under. Patrick Reed won it in two thousand eighteen on fifteen under, and Sergio Garcia won it on two thousand seventeen on nine under. So there's a rundown of of, of past winners and. Um, Matt, uh, what what did you sort of think when you, I mean I, t- I noticed you put a few tweets out about the, the the prices or the lack of prices. Some of the prices are pretty are pretty short. Um, wh- what was your sort of thinking going into this when you were starting to stake out your picks? Um, I don't even know. I always find the Masters is one of the hardest ones to. It's not like you you've got a, a certain skill set that you just know works here, and you can kind of almost discount a lot more golfers than you can usually. Obviously, there are the, the bottom end of the market with the amateurs and the... There are a lot of people who can't win here, but there's not particularly a, a standout skill set that you absolutely need to win. Um, and I just feel like the market is such an odd thing. Obviously, all the players are playing, so you would expect some some shorter odds players. But I think I did a quick count earlier in the week and even looking on um, on odds checker now, there's about 13 players below 20 to 1. And I just don't see how the bookies can get away that with that. The overrounds must be insane. Um, and obviously, they, they just factor in the each-way value because you've got up to, what, 11 places in some bookies. But it does take an awful lot of win equity out. Um, so... <coughs> I'm just, yeah, I had, a, I had a quick look round and I tried to get a little bit of value early, often with the bookies um, that pay slightly fewer places um, because you get a bit better odds and a bit more win equity from that. Um, but I kind of played a waiting game this week. I've been waiting for, well, two golfers at the top of the market who actually haven't been put up by that many people. I just wanted a little bit of ease in their numbers, um, one which um, I've already put up, the other which I'm kind of hanging on for. Um, I'd like to get two more points for me to uh, take the plunge on him, but it's not happened as of yet. Maybe we'll get a, an early Wednesday drift. Well, yeah, maybe if their money uh, keeps pouring in for Tiger, maybe they might start uh, adding on a couple of you know a couple of points to other players here and there. You never know your luck. Um, okay, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to uh, uh, go through uh, each of our picks. You, you're going to start, Matt, and, and go through. Um, just before we do, though, I just want to. Um, there is actually um, my our sponsors here, Star Sports, have actually got a couple of good promotions this week. So I just want to run these couple of promotions by for the listeners. Um, these are quite interesting, actually. Uh, the first one is if your player is leading at the end of any round, Star Sports will re- refund you 50% of your stake as a free bet up to £100 if they fail to win. So uh, if you've uh, got a, you know, a, a leader at the end of any of the rounds, uh, they will refund you 50% of your stake as a free bet, free bet up to £100 if that golfer fails to win. So that's um, that's a nice, uh, interesting promotion. The other one is Star Sports are doing get your money back as a free bet if your player misses the cut. So if your player misses the cut uh, and you bet your bet with Star Sports, you'll get your money back as a free bet. There are terms and conditions apply for both of those bets. So, um, yeah, I think those are really nice offers. They also have a... a, a a, a free game to play um, where it's, uh, I think it's 20 questions on the Masters, yes or no questions. You answer yes or no to those 20 questions uh, on the Star Sports website. It's a free competition. And if you win, you won a £250 free bet. Uh, so that costs absolutely nothing to enter and it's a bit of fun. So, um, yeah, have a, have a go at any one of those competitions with Star Sports. All right, Matt. Um, I'm going to give the floor to you. I want you to tell me who is going to win the green jacket in 2022. 
It's quite the question, isn't it? Um, it is. I'm going to start off with, first of all, I've wanted to back him for ages. And actually, he's a person I've backed um, earlier in the year. I got 28 to 1 about him um, about a couple of months ago, um, about mid-February, um, I backed him. And I kind of, is one of the players that, if you asked me this time last year, if I would back this player at this price, you'd have absolutely have a categoric no as your answer. But having run the stats as well as his course form, for me, he's got the standout claims in the field. Um, and it'll come as no surprise to you, as I know you're a massive fan. Um, and it's Cameron Smith. Um, he is the first cab off my rank. Um, you look at his course form, um, obviously there was one year um, where it was the, the November Masters where he played quite well. But four appearances at the course and he's come 10th, 2nd, 51st and 5th. And he's a significantly better player now than any, any of those appearances. And if you run all the metrics for like the strokes gain stuff, um, and then even I looked at par five scoring quite a lot for Augusta because you can really make your score on the par fives here, um, far more than the threes or the fours. Um, and he's, he's number two in par five scoring on the PGA Tour this year. But that combined with absolutely elite iron player, um, and you you only have to think about, um, I mean, people like Tiger and Spieth at the Masters who, when they miss greens, they are inventive enough around it and they've had some some unbelievable up and downs in their time. And Cam Smith is exactly that sort of golfer. Um, he's in the top 10 in around the green game. We know what he's like with a flat stick in his hand. Um, obviously, there is the kind of the great unknown that, that Augusta doesn't track strokes gained and, and numbers as well as most courses, or if they do, they don't um, share it with the public. So I haven't got specific Augusta putting stats for Cam, but he's pretty much the best putter on tour. Um, and he hits greens and regulations for days. That combined with the fact he's just been in excellent form. Um, I know he had a, a bit of a dodgy appearance. Was it the Valspar? I can't remember which one, but that would came shortly after a win. And I mean, just the, the clip that he's winning at is is not surprising to anyone if he's going to have a big appearance here. Um, it might be windy at Augusta too. Um, so the forecast is... His high teens um, and gusts of 20-odd miles an hour in wind. And, I mean, it was windy at the players, wasn't it? And he didn't do so bad there. So I think the conditions, as well as his course form, as well as his recent form and just outstanding numbers, have made me bite the bullet on Cam Smith at 16-1. to 1. It is a short price when you think that he's a shorter price than Morikawa, than DJ, than Brooks. But I just think he's the most likely winner. And that's a ridiculous thing for me to say, um, knowing that it is Cameron Smith. Um, the only thing that may hold him back or that that typically would hold a, a player back is his lack of driving distance. Um, Augusta is a long course, um, objectively long, but it's never bothered him in the past. So despite him being below par in, in driving distance, I, I'm hoping that won't be an issue. And it hasn't held him back so far this season. Um, on a slightly different... Did Go you on. see his? Uh, did you see his interview um, the, uh, the other day, uh, Matt? So I was about to. I've just seen a quote of it um, that I'd, I mean, I'm, it's not why he's going to win, but I absolutely love that he was asked. My question is: Do you party a lot? How much beer do you drink in a day in Augusta? That's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, one of the interviews he had, uh, at, I think, it was the official Masters interview where he's up on the pan, up on the you know the, the stand in front of the journalists and what really became very evident to me i think he's really i think he believes that he well he actually says it he actually says it in the interview he says i, I can i can fill it with the best golfers in the world i can beat any of these guys on my day and he knows it now he believes it uh, and uh, and he just two things he said 
that and the fact that this this course he loved they said why do you love augusta national so much why do you play here so well so often and he said because it reminds me of my um of, of the sandbelt courses back in melbourne and and, and you have to you, you you have to be very very precise where you land the ball how and he said you know you can be 10 foot from the hole and have a five foot break on your part so he, he said that this is these are courses the characteristics of augusta are very similar to the characteristics of the Melbourne sort of sandbelt courses that he played uh, as a kid growing up. So he just feels at home at Augusta. So um, I agree with you, Matt. I think he's a really, really good shout. And I, and I don't think it's ridiculous to say that he, uh, that he could win. I think he belongs in this company now. I think you'll, I think we're seeing the, the birth of a, of a real, you know, superstar here. Um, and, and it's been coming for a while. He's been tip, you know, tipping that promise for a while. And he, he he's, completely um, followed through on that promise now by winning the Players' Championship. And I don't think he's done yet. So I, I, I'm yeah. right with you on Cam. I'm right with you on him. You know? it, make, it makes sense that a major is the the next stopping point for him, right? But I think more yeah. than anything, I think you're probably more of a, a this type of punter than I am. Like, when he steps on the tee, you just can see he fancies it. And I don't yeah. normally go on that. Normally, I'm kind of, I try and be more stats-led and try not to think too much about the personality of it all. But yeah. Do you know what? When I was about to place the bet, I thought when I'm not backing him, I absolutely hate to see him up in contention because you just know that when he's in the fight, he's very, very, very rarely going to let it go. And I think that was proven at the players, right? When you think about the start to his back nine or that that point through the turn where I think he bogeyed three or four in a row, yeah. most other golfers would have capitulated at that point because yeah. your heads would be scrambled. But he didn't and he made a couple of birdies and he fought back. I mean, getting up and down at the last from... Um, after being buried to the right, um, after he played the safe one, he, to avoid the water, he's just the sort of golfer I want to be on my side if he's in the fight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not he, him at a short price, and because he's, he's so laid back, he's almost horizontal, and so it, you want a golfer like that who just thinks, oh well, okay, well I'll just have to, you know, if they bogey, hold it, oh, I'm just going to get a birdie now. But he's he's just so relaxed, and what was really interesting as well is. So he's had his mum and uh, sister over, uh, and then his dad came over as well. So they've basically um, from Australia. So obviously the whole family's been together since the tournament, uh, since the Players' Championship. They've had a nice time. He's played a few rounds of golf with his dad. He's seen his mum. He looks really, really happy and really, really relaxed, more so than he usually is. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's green light for Cam Smith myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, my second off the rank is it's kind of one that has been quite popular, but actually was pushed by one of the bookies today out to 50 to 1. And I think that's a, a great number to bet him at. Um, and it's Shane Lowry. Um, kind of a, if you he's a bit of a cheap man's Cam Smith, isn't he? He's got very similar attributes. Mm, he's um, got a great being, short game. Yeah. yeah, brilliant short game. Um, and trending irons. He's kind of. His, his irons have been excellent this year, um, whereas maybe in past years, they've not been quite as good. Quite similar to Cam Smith, and they've been a level above. Um, I think he's about he's number five in approach play in the last three months, which really lends itself to an improvement in his game. Um, the rest of his stats are kind of, he doesn't have a weakness. He's not particularly long off the tee, but he's not exactly the shortest in the field either. But we know what he's like around the greens. He can play some absolutely wonderful shots. You only have to look at... Um, some of the transcripts from from players when they talk about the short game that they'd like, and and Lowry's never far away. Um, he's a he's an open champion, isn't he? He's a major winner already, yep. so he's not going to want to to duck the pressure in that sense. 
Um, and he's good in the wind. Um, we saw that at um, Port Rush, didn't we? Yep. Um, and he's actually got reasonable Masters form. It doesn't jump out the page compared to some of the elites, but he missed his first couple of cuts and then finished 25th, 21st in his last couple of starts. And that's enough to suggest to me he's starting to be a bit more comfortable um, with this course. And at the price, I think he's a, he's a great bet um, at 50-1. to 1. So I'm willing to take a bit of a chance with Lowry, despite him not really jumping out of any of the numbers apart from approach play. I just get that little feeling. And I think he's got a similar, the sort of game that you need to win round here, um, which as long as he has a good week with a flat stick. So yeah, Shane Lowry is my second pick um, mm. 50s. I don't hate that at all. Carry on. Yeah, my third is I'm kind of chucking more money behind another one of my anti-post picks. Um, I backed Wacken Neiman again. I think it was about January, um, sixty-six to one, um, which is now I got him at slightly less than that at fifty-fives. I think he's a general fifties at the moment. I mean, a Riviera winner. He hasn't played brilliant since Riviera, but he played excellently there. And I said to you at the start of the year before. Um, before the tournament of champions, he will win at Quail Hollow. Now, that hasn't happened um, or hasn't happened yet, but that's another um, a comp course, isn't it, for Augusta? And it suggests that he's, he's familiar and he's comfortable with that sort of course. His numbers are excellent. Um, his approach play has been, been off the charts and he's been one of the best players full stop in looking at all strokes gain metrics since the turn of the year and especially in the last three months. Um, a, a stat that I didn't quite realise was this good. Um, I don't know if you remember, about a couple of years ago, people would talk of Neiman as being a very, very yippy chipper um, and it really wasn't a strength of his. Um, in the last three months, he's actually the number, number two player, um, I believe, behind Cam Smith. Um, in short game around the green so that's definitely an advantage if he's going to hit that many greens and hit that hit that approach play numbers and when he does miss he can get up and down um, I think he gives himself a reasonable chance and we know how far he can hit it unlike Cam Smith he will be able to get into positions off the tee that Cam maybe can't and set up those approaches a little bit more easily um, he doesn't have any particularly great Masters form. Um, he miscut in a, a 40th. I think he played all right here as an amateur too, um, not so long ago, but he's only a young lad. Um, and I just think his game is absolutely outstanding for Augusta, apart from the fact that he does like a fade. Um, but I was chatting to someone on Twitter earlier in the week around, he's got that lovely low ball flight. So if the wind does blow, he can manipulate it off the tee and he can get it under most of the wind. And I think... That that ability to shape shots is is maybe the the intangible that I don't look for in golfers, but I think it's something that Wacky Neiman absolutely has. Um, but more than that, I think we spoke, didn't we, before the players about um, the, the disparity in price between Cam Smith and Wacky Neiman. Um, mm. Funny we did that as it happened because Cam absolutely romped home, didn't he? And Neiman uh, couldn't get it going on the greens. Mm. But recency bias is strong, right? Um, if this was after Riviera, he would not be going off north of fifty to one when you've got the likes of. I mean, I'm not going to start quoting golfers because you can get burned that way, but there's lesser golfers than Wacken Neiman at shorter prices. And I still think he's better than that price. Um, my old mate, Will Zalatoris, is about half of that price. Um, and I just don't see that much of a difference between the golfers, despite how much I love Will Zalatoris. So at 55 mm. to 1, I thought he was an absolutely um, brilliant pick. However, um, he has been paired with Tiger, hasn't he? I've only just seen about an hour yeah, ago. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd rather he wasn't paired with Tiger, to be completely honest, because um, we've seen what that does to some players. Um, but the better golfers, I mean, look at JT. Often he, he plays much better when he does play with Tiger. Um, so that is a bit of an unknown. I'd rather it hadn't have happened, but it is where it is. 
Um, so yeah, Wacken Neiman at 55 to 1. Um, my last pick for now, there may be an extra one to come tomorrow, uh, but my last pick for now is going to be Max Homer. Um, he's available at a mixture of prices, depending on how many um, places you want to take. He's either 100 to 1 with 8 places or 80 to 1 with 11 places. Um, I've kind of split stakes between the two, to be completely honest, um, because I believe he is kind of a place shout rather than a, than a, a confident outright shout. Um, but when you talk about comp courses, similar to Neiman, he's a winner at Quill Hollow and he's a winner at Riviera. Um, he's kind of shown that he is uh, an elite golfer in playing really well at those big venues in big fields. Now, two miscuts at the Masters does not scream that he's going to do well, but he's had some sneaky form this year. He's gained strokes on approach in his last five or six starts, I believe. Um, and he's number 21 in the last three months on tour. He scores heavily on par fives. He's number six on tour in par five scoring. And he's had a really, really good put in year too. Um, that combined, when you go back through his, his, his finishes since the turn of the year, um, he came 15th at the Tournament of Champions, 14th at Phoenix, 10th at um, Riviera, 17th at Bay Hill, 13th at the Players. Like those are all excellent fields. And he's playing really well. Um, he's not quite placed in those, but that was a... A level of confidence in that there's a lot of different golf courses that he's performing on he missed one cut this year at the farmers um but i just think he's he's a really solid golfer these days and i think he's a much better value shot than than 100 to 1 80 to 1 um 11 places so i'm hoping that he really applies his game to augusta like he hasn't maybe in the past um but i feel i say this a lot on the podcast he is a much better player now than the last couple of times he's played this course um so i really quite like um max former anywhere between 80s and 100s um, so those are my four uh, for the week. I'll talk a bit about some first-round leaders and specials after your picks, mate. Okay. I agree with you as well on Max Homer. I think he is a better golfer than what people give him credit for. Uh, I think his price doesn't belie his quality sometimes. And, uh, yeah, I don't dislike any of your bets, actually. Um, I, I think you've made a good, strong case for all of them. And, and yeah, Neiman especially. Like, if he gets away and he... And he as you say about that ball flight in the wind and the ability to to be able to hit you know low balls in the wind in, in Augusta if it does whip up, which is, as you say it sounds like it's going to, uh, that that could be a real advantage. So yeah, I, I don't hate I don't and Lowry for the same reason he's a he's a bit of a master in the wind and his short game is sublime. So yeah, I don't I don't hate any of those. Um, all right, I'm going to uh, crack on with mine. I have four picks, and um, I'm going to start with Cam Smith. I'm, no, no secret. Um, I was right with you when you were saying yours for Cam Smith. I, I'm not. I'm going to echo all of your statement. Also, he won for me at the Tournament Players Championship the last time. You know, the last time we talked, I, I tipped him up at the TPC, and he won. So I'm really, you know, I'm thrilled about that. He owes me nothing, as they say. Uh, and I'm, I just, I just think he, 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 we're seeing a man in his pomp right now, and uh, and I don't think this guy's scared of anyone. I think he can take it to to anyone in the world, and uh, and he loves the little gustery. He has all these, he has that record of only rounds have four, only got to have four rounds in the sixties. He's gone and shot crazy low um, rounds here before, and uh, he just looked like a man happy in his life and happy in his world the other day. And I don't think there's um, anything wrong with uh, you know uh, having a look at Cam Smith. I yeah, I hate his price. It's the only thing is uh, this price is awful. But um, anyway, I've just had to suck it. So um, yeah, Cam Smith forty to one with Star Sports is who I've um, who I've gone with for my first bet. And my hunt for value is uh, anyone who listens to this podcast and follows my tweets knows I, I don't tend to look for favourites. I tend to look for value. So I've gone a little bit wider with the rest of them. Um, 
I've gone Bubba Watson at 66 to 1 with Star Sports. Now, Bubba, I know he's always a risky option, and I, and I know that he he's a risky option because uh, he his putting is his problem. If his he always tries to die everything in the hole. Augusta is the one course where actually that's not a bad thing, and he has two green jackets to prove it. Um, he's a. I noticed something as well when he's when he is bad putting, like when he's not feeling it, he is rank. He is awful, but when he starts to feel it with his putter, uh, he can actually become um, pretty handy. And I noticed that um, at the. WGC match play championships and and the tournament I think the week before uh, he he's got a bit of speed on the ball a bit of roll about the ball he's still dying it in the hole but he's more confident he looks much more at home with the putter in his hand now if there's one guy that comes alive at Augusta it's Bubba Watson so uh, well there's a few guys that come alive at Augusta and Bubba Watson is most definitely one of them <clears throat> so I'm going to have a little lash on Bubba this week. Uh, because it's um, 66 to 1 is good value each way. I think um, he, he's just a guy that just loves this track. Um, he's not, you know, no problem with the distance with Bubba and no problem with invention of shots. And the short game is, the short game's okay. Uh, it, it's, it, it's just about whether uh, he just feels it on those greens. But as I said, he knows his way around the track. He knows his green, uh, he knows his, putter and dying it in the whole works for him here and I just hope he gets off to a good start because I think Bubba Watson could be value. My next pick is um, Robert McIntyre, currently at 100 to 1 with Star Sports. I really like this young Scotsman. I, I He did he played very well here last year. He finished in a tie for 12th and there was something about the way he finished where I thought it was like a kind of a horse finishing on on a race, like finish hitting the line strong, as they say. I thought he hit the line strong last year at Augusta. He, finished, he had a good last day, finishing a tie for 12th in the championship. His first time at Augusta, I thought he handled it extremely well. He's a left-hander. Once again, like Bubba Watson's a left-hander, this course tends to suit left-handers in the way that they shape, and the, shape their shots and play the ball. I... I think Robert McIntyre is a good shout at 100 to 1 here for. I'm not saying he's going to win the thing. I just think he's, I think he's a, a, a good shout for an each way uh, place uh, here because I think, I just think he'll like coming back. Uh, I think it, it. I think he'll think he. I've done it here before. I can do it. I can do well again. And uh, I, and there's a bit of class about Robert McIntyre. I just like the way he plays, and I think I think it could be a good course for him to come back to. So 100 to 1, I thought. Once again, I think there are better, much uh, well. Sorry, there are worse golfers than him, as you'd said before, that are under his price. So um, I'm just going to go for a bit of X-ray value there. And then my last one is um, Sam Burns. He's currently at 33 to one with Star Sports. My biggest problem with Sam Burns on this course is that he hasn't played it before. So that's very, very tough, and we all know that that's tough. But it's not impossible, and players have. have uh, Wolves Alatoris and others have come here one time and, and played very well. So it, it is at 33 to 1 with Star Sports. I was a bit, I, I, I am at an art about Burns, but the reason I've picked him is this is a man that looks in total control of his game at the moment. The display he put on when he defended his title at the Valspar was, in a word, imperious. I think that he is, he's a bit like uh, Cam Smith. He is full of himself at the moment. This guy is winning and he's winning um, multiples now. And I think that 
if there's one strength of Sam Burns, it's his putting. He at the Valspar when he defended the championship, he was rolling them in from everywhere, and I, I and I just think, uh, okay, if he gets a gets an understanding of the greens here, uh, and he's got that length, and and he and he makes a good fist of it, and the way and the mood that Sam Burns is in at the moment, why not? So I, I think uh, at 33 to 1, the guy is absolutely cock of the hoop at the moment. So those are my four bets. Yeah, I like them. Um, <clears throat> I strongly considered McIntyre. Uh, I think I think he's a really nice fit. I mean, you saw that 12 on debut is absolutely not to be sniffed at. Um, and it's the age-old lefties round Augusta, isn't it? Mm. Um, we got four in the field, I think. I had a quick check earlier. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Garrick Higgo. I didn't know Garrick Higgo was a left-hander. So it's um, yeah. it's Harmon, Weir, Bubba Watson, Garrick Higgo and McIntyre. So there's five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I'm taking on uh, Bobby Mack. He's one of my specials. I like him at five to two in the top lefty. Because um, I like you say, I think Bubba could win it. He could almost as equally miss the cut, and yeah. just depends whether he's on or not. So I think yeah. that gives some value in a yeah. in a market of a few players. But I mean, I'd far be it from me to tell anyone not to back Bubba around Augusta. He's proven it a couple of times, hasn't he? Um, so yeah, no, like nice set of bets. Uh, Burns the same. Like I mean, you know, I've been deliberating over these bets for for more time than most, um, and I think. Maybe if, if it wasn't Burns' debut, I'd be much sweeter on him and he would have definitely come close to the card. Uh, but like you say, you can't really knock his game, can you, uh, the way he's put in at the minute? Not at, yeah, not at the moment. I, yeah, I, I love you. The, I love the fact that you got anti-posts of 28 to 1 about Cameron Smith. That, that, must, that must feel very nice. It right. certainly does. Um, win only, though, because I was trying to get a bit more juice out the uh, out the anti-post because you only get five places, don't yeah. you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just I've been kicking myself that I've not had more on it. To be completely honest, I could have saved myself a bet. Okay, now you see, you mentioned some specials as well. Um, have you got anything that you want to flag up as things sort uh, slightly bo- outside the box or the special bits? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, they're, they're not that outside the box. I've just had a look at some um, of the like the top finish markets, so yep. um, top amateur, top Asian, and then top lefty. Um, yep. I've, I'm trying to find. Uh, a book I've not actually had a proper look whether I can put them all in a multiple. Um, but um, I know my top Asian bet's just been put up by a very well-known tipster, so I don't think I'll have the same price as I'm going to tell you. Um, but yeah, Bobby Mack we've talked about five to two. I think he's a he's a really good bet for um, top lefty. Yeah, um, I like for top Asian um, Siwoo Kim at three to one. Um, he was sixteen to five. I think he's still three to one at the moment, um, mainly due to he's had some decent form this year and also. There's a lack of a real strong alternative to him in that market. Mm. Um, now, obviously, if Hideki was um, in top form, obviously that would be one. Uh, I think he'd be a lot bigger price. Um, but obviously, Hideki is is injured to some degree. Um, he withdrew, didn't he, before his last start? And we don't really know where they, where he stands at the moment. Um, I know there was some talk in the in the Japanese press that he may not even compete at the Masters, depending on how that holds up. Um, and then the second in the market is Sung Jae who is just in rank form this year um i think i probably caused that for him by starting to put him up at the start of the year <laughs> he's just i backed him twice in a row and he's never looked like hitting an iron straight since um but obviously he's about a similar price and then um you've got uh kh lee takumi kanaya and um kate nakajima so i think siwoo at three to one is actually a, a cracking bet to be honest um especially if uh, matsuyama doesn't um if he's not at full fitness um, so yeah, that's that one. And then I just think Nakajima in the top amateur market wins. 
um, he's not much of a price, which is why I'm looking to to add it in a multiple as well, um, because I think he was about six to four. Yeah, he's still getting six to four on him. Um, he's just by far the best amateur in the field. Obviously, we don't know how they're all going to take to Augusta, um, but I think you're getting enough juice in six to four to to take that bet. I'd have about even money, so um, I think he'll play better than the rest. So I'm looking to multiple a three to one, a five to two, and an even money shot or six to four shot um, in a in a threefold and try and get some juice out of those prices. But a little bit of value. Um, have you had a look at any of the side markets? Yeah, I've had a little bit of a look at a couple of the side markets. There is one. There is one side market bet I am going to have a little go on, and it's just um, in case Sam Burns doesn't handle it around Augusta and and shits the bed. I uh, I had a look at the top debutante market. Uh, I I. I you're so there's such a plethora of markets that the book is offer on on Masters Week, isn't there? Um, and uh, this one was yeah top debutante, and I thought about Garrick Higo uh, and and how well he played it was it Congaree or somewhere like that. He's um he's played some tough courses really well, and he was twenty five to one I think for top uh, top debutante, and I thought well I'll have a go I'll hedge um Burns and if so if he dies in the hole, uh, I'm going to have a little go on and Garrick Higo because uh, he's left-hander, so it might suit him. He seems to take play tough course as well. He hasn't been in much form of late, so I'm taking a bit of a, a just, it's just a bit of a, a, an interest at, at 25 to 1 for top debutante. So that's that's just a little um, slide bet I'm going to have as well. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Um, I've also had three first-round leaders mainly just because I like a Thursday bet, especially in the Masters. Gives you yeah. something to watch, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's a couple, well, a couple who came close to the outright card that I wanted to take an interest in, and one just because he murders first-round leads all of the time. Um, it's maybe windy Thursday, but more so in the afternoon than the morning. So I think I was just, just going to say that, uh, have those first-round leader picks you've picked been, did you pick those before the tea times came out or after the tea times came out? One of them before... Um, the other two was waiting for the tea times to confirm because I may right. not have bet them if they were in the afternoon. To be yeah. honest, I'd, I would probably veto most first-round leader bets for the afternoon just because there's it's about what, seven, ten miles an hour difference, which is significant. In That's terms a of lot, obviously. yeah. That's you can get once someone who goes low, can't you, and just is so on that they that it doesn't matter. But to be honest, I'd, I'd be very, very surprised if we got an afternoon um, first-round leader. Um, so, yeah, it's about... Yeah, I've picked people with early early morning tea time, so tried to avoid even those towards the end of the morning wave. Um, and number one is Sepp Stracker, just because Sepp Stracker loves the first round lead. Um, yeah. All of these players, no particular course form, but they know how to make birdies in bunches. Um, so Sepp Stracker is 100 to 1. Um, Siwoo Kim, um, I, can, I do like Siwoo Kim this week. He's been playing some good golf lately. Um, he's not been the Siwoo Kim that sometimes we see. He's either a miscut or a contender. Um and he's been playing relatively consistent and he is so good with approaches when he gets them on. So 70 to one, I thought was more than fair um, about Siwoo. And the last one is Luke List. Um, I'll probably take to take Luke List in some like top finish markets, maybe T20, um, maybe even a T10, but probably just the T20 market because I think he might play well this week. Um, and he's 100 to one. And he's another kind of a player I used to back for first round leaders about four or five years ago um, oh. when he had something of a since a while back so yeah three first round leaders to me two at hundreds and one at 70 for some interest on thursday afternoon all right well i think i think that'll do it um i, I think it's 
I'm, yeah, I can't wait for those uh, piano calls to come up and those lovely images, Augusta, to start being beamed into our TVs as of Thursday, uh, or about Thursday lunchtime. So, yeah, you know, I, I just love Augusta. It just, it, it's something so wonderful to see it, um, uh, you know, in all its glory. It's such a beautiful, beautiful golf course. So uh, I'm. Uh, thank you very much, Matt, for joining me uh, for this Masters special. Thank you very much for the listeners to uh, spend their time and uh, listen to us drone on. And uh, I hope you all make money and have fun watching the Masters. Yeah, good luck for the week, mate. Um, I will apologise, though, last thing. I completely forgot to apologise at the start for not coming on to congratulate you for your Cam Smith win at the Players. Um, I promise if you have a Masters winner, we'll be sat here next week and you can enjoy the glory. <laughs> no, that's all right, mate. I'm just happy for another win for the good boys. I mean, we've had a few wins uh, this season so far, so um, we just keep uh, racking up um, good good perform. I'm happy. If one of us wins, Matt, I'm just chuffed because uh, it just shows that somebody's onto it that week. So, yeah, we've had, well, I don't know, what is that now, four winners this year or something like that. So, we're, yeah, we're, we're going all right or on at a good clip. So let's, uh, let's add to it this week at the Masters, eh? Absolutely, mate. Good luck for the week. All right, you too, mate. Thank you. Take care.